Why do you think you have the Rona? Got the chills right now. I almost pooped myself. <clears throat> yeah, you know something's wrong with you because you're sitting here and like stuff is leaking out of your body and I asked you if you farted and you said, I don't think so. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure oh. something crept out of there and no, I, died on my couch. Pretty sure my gut is rotting as we speak. and I, uh, Yeah, if I have to just kind of run upstairs, that's where I'm at. You gonna, the bathroom. You going to be all right? I don't know, man. It's figure it out i'll be all right i'm sure people just love to start the podcast Oof. by hearing you talk about your innards man coming outards i have a bad stomach i really got to watch what i eat as i get older it just gets worse you and i were talking about uh what you actually ate last night before we started recording I'm allowed to have a cheat meal every now and then. That's beyond a cheat meal. Why what are don't you, you talking about? Why don't you tell everybody what you had? I had Golden Pride. What did you have from Golden Pride? I had two pieces of fried chicken. I had um, a cinnamon roll. A breakfast burrito. I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. Some I, ribs. No, I didn't. I had two pieces of fried chicken. I had a cinnamon roll, and I had some uh, five-piece chicken nugget with barbecue sauce. That's what I had. And I, and I drank half of my large Coke. You know that cinnamon roll is like 5,000 calories, right? Yeah. You know how many calories I burned yesterday? 4,000. Oh, good for you. So I should be okay. You're at a deficit. <laughs> no. <laughs> I should be able to eat a cheat meal every now and then. You know, every like once a week, I'll have a lot of burger um, and a, like an onion ring and a fry. But uh, for the most part, my diet's pretty good. But I don't know, man. There's certain things that just mess up my stomach. Oh. You mean like gigantic cinnamon rolls that you're not you're supposed to just take a bite of? Yeah, you're probably right. If I guess when you're not used to eating that kind of stuff, your body just goes, what the hell did you just put inside of me? Yeah, I'll tell you right now, honestly, my diet during this thing has been uh, not good. Yeah. It hasn't been... Like I was doing... I was eating really super clean. I know, you were doing great. You looked good. You were slimming. And now it's, uh, you know, my diet... I mean, I haven't put on a bunch of weight or anything, but... 
my diet just you've put on a few pounds i can tell really <laughs> i don't look any different don't make me I look laugh the same <laughs> you don't know that i do know that no, because i see myself every day when well i mean whenever i do decide to shower <laughs> quarantine life is weird i don't even know what day it is half the time today's friday are you sure? I'm positive. I'm checking my phone. No, you can check your phone, but today All is right. Friday for it's sure. May 29th. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. My name is Buck. I'm Dex. And today, we're going to be... <laughs> Catfished again. We'll see. We're going to see. <laughs> we're waiting for this guy to call us. Um, if you uh, didn't listen to yesterday's episode... Well, they, they could... Well, okay, sorry. I just, I just posted yesterday's episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just now. Yeah, you were supposed to do that yesterday, but... I uh, got busy. That, I was yeah, working. That's all right. It's all good. But uh, yeah, we got catfished. Buck uh, booked an interview with uh, the winner of The Voice. Todd Tillman. And he didn't call... Pastor Todd. And we ended up uh, trying to call a bunch of our friends, and uh, for the most part, nobody really picked up. And no, finally, no, we that's got a hold of true. a few friends. We got Isaac Valley Flag on the phone. He's former UFC fighter and bare knuckle fighting championship guy. That's true. We got local metal legend Jake Pacheco, the mm-hmm. front man for Anesthesia. Mm-hmm. He was on. Bill May, our old boss. Yep, Bill May, our old boss, came on. Yeah, but it was a little uh, rocky there at first. We didn't. Nobody was picking up, and uh, you got catfished. And I'm wondering if we're going to get catfished again because he sent a message saying that, uh, oh, sorry, man, I put it on my calendar wrong. Can I call you tomorrow? Yeah, he said he scheduled it for the next day. So it's time for him to call right now. And Can I, get, can I be completely honest with you about this guy? Yeah, you were so pumped about this guy, this the winner of the Voice. When I came over yesterday, I'm just super happy for the guy, man. Well, Buck was Buck was showing me some videos, and you love this guy. You think he sounds great. I honestly don't think he's really that good. Okay, well, you're gonna have a singing competition again against him this morning. <laughs> I, I might be just as good <laughs> as Todd. We'll find out. I'm serious. We'll find out. I when- mean, he's not bad. I'm not saying he doesn't have a, a, a. He doesn't. He has a good voice, but he. He won the voice? Yeah. I, I didn't get the chills like I normally do. Usually I get the chills. You need to listen. What about the Power of Love song when he sang that from the karate? I didn't game? get the chills. What? No. Oh. I didn't feel the, those chills I got with Peter Cetera. You know? Uh, Bart or Bert, whatever that guy's name from Mercy Me. I didn't get the. I got the chills when I heard that only, I Can Only Imagine song. I didn't get it with Todd. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the Mercy Me song. I thought the I thought Todd's version was way song. better. Oh. It's not a sad song. It's so sad. It's a happy song. Yeah. <laughs> it's about hanging out with Jesus and you know. Oh my God! Did you watch the movie? No, I haven't watched. Don't the movie. ever watch the movie. Why will it? Because make- it's a Christian film and it's terrible. Oh, it's awful. Somebody actually told me about that. They told me that they actually made a movie for that. Oh my and, God! Uh, they well, they said- had Dennis Quaid in it, which was. I mean, the only did. good thing about the movie was Dennis Quaid. Was Kurt Cameron in it? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't even know if- What about Kanye? No. Is he doing Christian movies now? Yeah. I know he has a gospel record. He's got a gospel record. He went and uh, he performed at Joel Olstein's church. They got this guy that played, uh, again, Bart. Is his name Bart or Bert? I don't know. Bart. Who? I think the lead singer for Mercy Me. I have Bart. no idea. I think his name's Bart. Um, and, uh, they got this guy who's never acted before and he did okay, but it was still the cheesy Christian movies are just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. So they got Dennis Quaid who can act and then you have everybody else that can act. It's super, it's weird. Is that him? Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Good morning. Welcome to the Buck Index Podcast. Good morning, man. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, there he is. Todd Tillman, how you doing, yeah. my friend? I'm doing well. I'm sorry about yesterday. <laughs> I don't know about this, I, uh, Todd. I think we got catfished. Yeah, I totally put you guys just on the wrong day altogether. You know, like, I don't know. I just, right, I'm working, I'm working on some stuff right now to get some help, but, uh, Right now, it's just basically me, and so I'm sure so I just inadvertently yeah. put you guys on the wrong day on the calendar. Where's where about. you don't have an agent? What's the deal? I mean, you won the voice. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I actually am in in the works to find someone to help me, a manager or something. I've got several different you know uh, outlets that I'm looking into for that. Can I raise my hand and volunteer for the job, Pastor you're Todd? Too, you're too busy. I'm very connected. <laughs> He's too busy. I'm very oh, yeah. connected. He'd be a terrible agent. Don't hire him. He he could barely upload. He could barely upload the podcast yesterday. <laughs> uh, oh goodness! So uh, if 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 you're if you're listening and you don't know who Todd Tillman is, Todd Tillman actually won season eighteen of The Voice, I believe, last week. And this is really this is it, it's kind of funny, Todd, because I was sitting here and I was watching. Uh, I was watching the season finale on Hulu because I hadn't watched it yet, and right. I saw your performance of the Mercy Me song, and I was like, "Man, I was like, he did that song. Like, I liked your vocals better than the actual guy that sang it." And so that's when I was like, "You know," I was like, "You know what?" I was like, "I'm going to see if I can track this guy down on on Facebook." So I pulled it up, yeah. and I found your artist page. And I was like, this looks legit. This looks like it's probably, it's Todd Tillman's actual page. So I sent you that message and you got back to me pretty quickly. And uh, I was surprised. Yeah, I was, uh, actually that probably was just sort of luck of the draw. I just, I get to just when I can. Uh, But what I finally did was Facebook, believe it or not, was the hardest one. I finally got that one verified, too, because there was a lot of like imposter, Mm. which is so weird to me. I'm like, who cares? You know, (laughs) but but there was a whole lot of like imposter accounts popping up. And and then like on on Instagram, I had I had a uh, I had to put a little note on there that said, you know, if you don't see the blue check, it's not me. And then someone messaged me and said, oh, well, I was wondering, there was a lady, actually, a friend of mine. She's like, I was wondering why you were asking me for pictures. I'm like, no. That oh, oh, no, goodness. So people are getting catfished. So, yeah, Buck was freaking out thinking that we got catfish yesterday. That was... Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's possible. Oh, that was totally my fault. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that you, was completely my fault. So sorry. You want to know what the best part of this was, Todd, was that, What's that? I didn't even know you won the show. <laughs> I seriously didn't. Oh, yeah. I was. I hadn't watched it yet. I I texted. I, I sent you that message, and I was like ten minutes into the episode, and then by the time by the time it was over, I sent Dex here a text message, and I was like, "Holy crap, dude!" I was like, "He won the show." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, everyone was like, all these people that I talked to in these interviews, they're like, "Man, you look so surprised," and I was like, "Dude, I was so surprised." <laughs> Todd, do you feel you know? do you feel a little bit gypped that the virus is kind of I mean, you didn't really get to experience the voice like the other seasons, you know, because you know, everybody was in their own quarantine room and you know, it was had to have been different, right? I mean, you didn't get to feel the energy from the the crowd. What was what was your experience? Yeah, like? that, that part I missed. The crowd energy I missed. And when they first um 
they first, well, basically we, we just sort of had a video conference call with all of, at the time it was the top 20 and, and then the, the people from the production. And when that first happened, it was really disappointing uh, for several reasons. I mean, of course we do want this full experience and, and we've worked so hard for it, but also, you know, most of us, I probably all of us, I know for sure myself, we had, we, we had already planned our lives around we're going to California and you know, we're going to be. And so that it was a little disappointing, but I got to say over time, first of all, you know, you just adjust. And so over time, um, I just sort of adjusted to the idea. And then uh, honest to God, when it got to like, especially by the time it got to like top nine, uh, when I, when I watched back the, um, love me performance, the Colin Ray performance in top nine, that's when I was like, this is right. This is good. This is from, at least for me, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it's supposed to happen this way. And, and so I just, you know, I, I, I just sort of settled with me. So yeah, I mean, you miss the crowd. Now I will yeah. say that, it, but, but you know, I, I've learned my whole life that even if you're drawing breath, you're dead if you're not learning, you know? And so you just had to, you, I had to learn to dig a little deeper and find, find that energy somewhere else. You know, <laughs> cool, man. that's a great way to look at it because that's, uh, yeah, you could, I, I, if I, if I was in your position, I'd be thinking, man, what would the outcome be if, if, if it, the virus never hit and I was in front of a crowd and we, it, it was yeah. set up like it normally was what I, would I have won? I don't know, but yeah, they, there's no telling how it would have turned out had it been, had it been the normal way. And, and so, you know, and also, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge man of faith. And so. I believe that for, for whatever reason, you know, you know how it is when, when you, when you have uh great faith, you, you know, that God doesn't love you any more than he loves anybody else, but it feels like he does, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, um, I, I said that to say, I do think that he sort of put all these things in order just symbolically for me at this time in my life, you know, because, because when I did the voice remotely, my life, literally like in a very literal way came full circle. Like I, I, I sang the glory of love on the same platform that I've married my wife 21 years ago, you oh, know? And, cool. uh, and yeah. And so like, um, and I sang love me in the, in, it, it looked like it was at home, but it was not. I sang it in the little, um, in the classroom where I first started teaching teenagers years in like 1997 or something like that, you know? Uh, and so it's just, um, it's just sort of like my life kind of came full circle with it. And so I actually appreciate it a lot. Mm, yeah. Todd, how has, so I was actually, uh, uh, we're both Christian dudes. Uh, you know, I became a Christian about 10 years ago and, um, yeah. and, uh, we were doing that while we were actually on a secular radio station. And, yeah. you know, I think it's sometimes it's, it's kind of hard for people that can kind of be in the spotlight. I mean, us on a much lesser stage than what you've been, uh, how do you find, do you find that it's, uh, are you pastoring people differently? You know, is it kind of like, like how is this affecting you so far as a pastor? Because you're the, you're the head pastor of your church in Meridian, Mississippi. Yeah. Do you find yourself pastoring people different? Um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's odd because all of this virus thing came down, you know, just, just after, uh, really not long after I got home from the battles and knockouts and, um, and so I've been doing about 99% of pastoring on the phone and virtually anyway, you know? Um, mm. And so, so it's hard to say. Now I will say as far as ministry goes, 
I uh, I had hoped that, and and so far so good, you know. Uh, I had hoped that um, that once this opportunity started panning out, because like basically what happened for me personally was a couple of years ago, we had one of those times in our lives where you know you wake up on a Tuesday morning and life is okay, and then before lunch everything has just been raised to the ground, you know, like you just are blindsided by something, and uh, we had one of those times in our lives, and um. And in that time, I don't want to say like that day, but like in that time, I started developing a real sense inside. And again, I don't know, maybe it might have been like a midlife crisis. I don't know. But like I started just developing a sense inside that like I've got to do something different, you know, like something has got to change. And and so I I like looked into a lot of different avenues. Um, Never in a million years did I say to myself, hey, you know what? I got to change my life. Let's go in the voice, you know. Uh, but, uh, but that's really what started it. And then now what I'm doing as far as ministry is so, and again, so far it's worked out well. I'm, I was really hoping once this turned into a thing that I'm, I'm, I, you know, had an actual blind audition and I actually did make a team, you know, and um, actually was on the show that it, it has sort of given me like, um, like a, almost like the reset that I feel like I needed ministerially because I, I was trying to put myself in a position where, because to me, and my church will tell you if they go to our church, I, I, gosh, I preach it all the time, that to me, like ministry, like real ministry and, and kingdom work is relational. And so we can do all these big events and they're great and nothing is wrong with that. But the biggest difference is going to be made in this world by just relationships with one another, you know? And so, uh, and, and that this has given me a really good chance to to do that, where I can minister, but it's not like uh, traditional ministry. And I'm 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 just hoping that 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 part of it grows. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I get on rant. No, I that's okay. No, that's okay. Do you feel like that winning the voice has has uh uh like has it shape is is it like a different understanding, or do you feel like there's a, a shaping or a different understanding of your calling at this point? Yeah, yeah, I actually do. I've, and I've, I've tried to be really clear with people. Like, I, I, I feel like, now, first of all, pastorally or, or minister, ministerially, um, I know, and, and practically just at, at home with my family or whatever, I know that my life is drastically changing quickly, you know, uh, right now. But, I, uh, but and what I do not know is the, the exact specifics of that. But, um, so I, I'm at a place in my life right now where I don't, I, I'm not shutting, shutting God down in, uh, in any avenue. I want him to do whatever it is that he wants to do. And I just want to be obedient to that. And, but I do, yeah, I do feel like, um, I feel like now I have an opportunity to like, cause for, for me personally, and I think we're all different and we're supposed to be different. And, and if, if we do it right, that gives the kingdom of God strength and power, you know, as our diversity, if we, if we could grasp it like we should, I guess, you know, but, but, um, and I'm, so I know everybody's different, but I'm really hoping that I can, I can put myself or, or allow the Lord to put me in a position where I can just like reach out to people and love people, but it's not necessarily this preachy message, but they're drawn to who he is just because I, I love them. And I'm, you know, like I, even on the show, so many people reached out and said, you know, it was it was so great how you were a witness for Jesus. And I appreciate that. But if you watch the show closely, I never really said the word. Yeah. You know, I did, but they didn't air it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I never really said the words. I just tried to 
be, uh, you know, I just tried to be genuine. And that, that's the only thing that I knew how to do is just to sort of be a genuine person. And, and a lot of people have reached out and said, where do you find, how, how can you be so happy and joyful? I'm like, well, my gosh, uh, you know, some, some days, the entire day, it's just a choice that I make. And, and then other days I feel great, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's just kind of, it's just kind of like that. Yeah. So Todd, I wanted to ask you about, uh, social media because you got to be really careful you're in a spot right now where, you know, you're, you're on top and you have all these, you know, you have thousands and thousands of followers now. Are you staying right. away from reading the comments? Because they can be very encouraging, but they can also be absolutely brutal and awful. Right. And right. Yeah. I don't, I don't read the comments. <laughs> good. Good. That's uh, yeah. Now, if we give you any now, advice. I, stay away from that. Right. I struggle a little bit on Twitter because when you get on Twitter, you almost can't help it because they at you, you know? Um, yeah. Like, and so it's just in your feed. You don't, yeah. you, you know, on the other ones, you have to deliberately go and read the comments. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, and, and then one thing that I will say though, that I, I, I'm not trying to say that it's right and that people are doing right by doing it, but like, I, I get that a lot of people, I'm not their cup of tea, you know? Yeah. Uh, and Good. so like, uh, I don't necessarily understand why anyone would feel the need to to be just brutal and bitter about that in the comment section. But I get it. Like, like even, even a couple of days after the finale, I had all these people, cause I do have people in my life who read the comments and some of them feel the need to let me know, you know, mm. and I try to knock that down as much as I can. But like, um, even after the finale, you know, there were, there were people out there who were really pulling for one of those other four people and they didn't win and it upset them. And so maybe they shouldn't have took to social media. I don't know, but they did. Yeah. And just let, let them have their moment, you know, and then have enough grace for them to be upset and then we'll move on, you know? Right. Yeah. I was kind of surprised, you know, that you won because um, typically whenever I'm pulling for somebody on this show, I mean, I'm 49 years old and I watch The Voice. I, I admit that fully. But, uh, right. Right. <laughs> but, uh, usually when I'm pulling for somebody, they never win. So throughout the competition, yeah. <laughs> like I was kind of, I was pulling for you and I was pulling for that girl Allegra because she just had this crazy unique voice. And I thought she was going to go, I thought, I thought it was going to be you and her in the final. And I was actually yeah, kind of yeah. surprised that she didn't make it. Mm. Yeah. She's great. She's a great person. Her mom's a great person because you know, she's a minor. So the time that we spent there, she had her mom with her. Yeah. And so I got to meet her and her mom and, they're actually just really phenomenal people. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, what was going through your mind when uh, Kelly Clarkston just almost just broke down in tears? You know, I saw that. Oh moment. man, I, just gratitude. I just yeah. appreciate her saying that. I mean, it's it's just important to me for people to know that I, you know, even even here in my city, everyone's been so great to me, and I'm just like, well, y'all. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did my due diligence and I did the work, but I really just sang the songs. Yeah. Everyone else did the rest, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, but I just, I, that was really, I actually, Kelly, you know, I can get a hold of my coach, but I don't really have any contact information for the other coaches. So the best I knew to do was tweet her and tell her I just really appreciated her doing that, you know? Cool. That's cool. What's your uh, what's your prayer life look like now as far as, uh, you know, after winning this show? Like, what are you praying for? What are you hearing from God? What's what, what's that look like now? Well, what, I will say one thing that has happened in my, like, just sort of, like, intimate times and intimate places with God is there's a—I don't, I don't want to say this the wrong way. I've never, ever thought for 
at once that, that like God was not on my side or something, but I do have a really renewed sense of like, he is for me and he is good, you know? Um, and, uh, because we just went through so much stuff and there was so much struggle. And so right now what, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm trying to trust God and I'm trying to take the open doors that I feel like God wants me to go through. Cause like, cause you know, this is all new to me. And so, and I, I do this all the time when I'm in prayer, I'm, it's almost like I'm making excuses, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm like, God, you know, that I don't know, you know, you know, like, you know, that I'm basically completely ignorant about this whole, you know, like the music business and all of these things. And, and so I'm asking him to link me up with people. And so far, um, just from knowing, knowing their lives and, and their, uh, well, a, a degree of their history. I don't know their entire history, I guess. Uh, I, he has, he's like linked me up with some people. I'm actually totally not voice related at all. I'm actually going to Nashville, uh, tomorrow and I'm staying for a few days and I'm meeting up with some people who are successful. I mean, I even had people that I was friends with when I was a little kid and now they're like successful in the music industry and, and, and I just want to sit down with them and talk to them, you know? And, um, and, and that's, and I'm just asking the Lord to put, put the right people in my path because that's what everyone's like. What's the next step? What's the next step? I'm like, well, the next step is I'm going to go in everything I can from people who know that I, and, and people who I, I trust because I don't know. And so it's a, it's a weird balance of striking while the iron's hot, but also taking my time to make the right decisions. You know? <laughs> That's good. That's wise. We, so what, what's it like as far as, uh, do you, are you in a contract with the voice? Um, are you having to do certain shows for them? If you make any money, do they get a percentage? What's that like? Yeah, right now uh, I am. It's hard to explain. Uh, I'm not, I don't have any like agreements for shows or anything with them. But what I do have is I, I have signed. It's sort of like um, it's sort of like um, and they and we work through it. You you have people that help you work through it, so it's not like this like heavy weight that they throw on you, take it or leave it. You know, they you you literally have people who negotiate and work with you. So basically, right now where we are is I'm in a, I'm in a record deal with them, but it's and I don't know how much information I'm allowed to share. So I'll, all I can say is like. I am in a record contract with them, but there's like little asterisks on that. So I may not end up in the end signed to that label that I'm, that I'm on with them right now. So that's sort of where, where we are, you know? Yeah. 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 What kind of what kind of music do you want to do? Because, you know, when I was describing you to Dex before, because uh, he doesn't watch the show uh, as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was kind of describing you, I said, you know, it's like, I think he kind of could be like one of the lost Almond Brothers or something like that. You know, that's yeah. that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, you kind of have that Almond Brother, Chris Stapleton kind of vibe. And and uh, and that's kind of the way I'm yeah. describing you. So what do you want to do? I've told people this actually yesterday is the first time I like said this phrase. I don't want to say that I coined the phrase. I don't know, but it's the first time I ever said it. I want, I I think I kind of want to go like soul country, you know? Okay. (laughs) Like it, it's kind of like country, but with soul, because I love, love country music, but I just, until I was on the show and Blake Shelton sort of, you know, direction i never thought i had the voice for it you know like um because like for example blake shelton if you listen to him sing he has got just this really identifiably country voice you know <laughs> like i do not have that so that but i also i don't know if you guys know who craig morgan is 
I don't, uh, I don't sing like Craig Morgan, but I also really like the vein that he's in because he's technically a country singer, but he openly sings about his faith and his family and the things that he loves, you know? And so I sort of hope I get, I get to do that. You know, I feel like I can. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Buck mentioned that, you know, I didn't get to watch this season of the voice, but, uh, um, did you get to pick Blake or were you traded at all or do we- no, he was a four chair turn, man. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering yeah, that sometimes yeah. you yeah, see I, get I trades to- and yeah, I, uh, yeah, actually my wife is like really hardcore into all of the, the like, the like, uh, I don't know what the word I'm like terminology and all these things. And, and like two days after this was over. She was like, you know, you had a clean win. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I, I didn't cheat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use any PEDs, honey. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. She's like, no, a clean win is someone who you choose your coach at the blind audition. You never get stolen or, yeah. or saved. You never like, and then I found out here in these interviews that I've had with people, I found out a lot. Number one, I'm the oldest person to ever win, yeah. Uh, yeah. win the voice. Uh, number two, I'm the first person on, on the voice that ever, had the very first blind audition of the season and, and went on to win the show. You know, I didn't know, I didn't realize that, you know? And I, so, um, but yeah, I got to pick and I actually going in, I I would say I was about 85, 90% Blake Shelton anyway, if, if he were to turn his chair for me, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the type of like personality he has. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's, it's really like all in my mind, all of them are, are gifted and all of them are connected and successful musically. And so I'm just like, well, I, I should, if I, if they turn for me, of course, like, yeah. I should pick the one that I feel like has a personality that suits my personality the best, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so that I kind of had gone in hoping that he would turn, but when they all turn, you know, they all make their pitches and legit, you're standing up there and you're like, well, maybe I should go with this guy or yeah. maybe I should go with Kelly, you know? And, and, uh, but Blake actually, you know, I'm telling you, man, I really do. One of the things that my wife mainly, but myself too, when I was in private time with God praying, you know how it is sometimes you're praying to God and you say things that he clearly already knows that it makes you feel better to say them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, so, and, but my wife really did all of the times that, that we got really anxious and all the times I got, I mean, I just did this whole show afraid every time I, I just assumed I assumed I'd be out, you know, every elimination and, and so, um, every time we would go through those times, my wife would either remind me or I would remind myself or remind God in prayer that it's already written. You know, this is already written. It's already done. And it's, it's what it's supposed to be already. And, and so, um, so whenever, whenever I had my blind audition and I already kind of wanted to go with Blake, but then my mind was back and forth. It was just kind of the way that God sets things in order. Blake, they, they, they sort of take turns and, uh, and Blake was last. Uh, given his pitch and just some of the things he said was just like, man, that's it. That's it for me. And so that's why I went the direction I did. Yeah. How is it working with him as a coach? I mean, there's so much that the, 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 the viewers don't ever see, what is the coaching process like as far as working with him? Because I mean, you had a chance to actually work with him in person at the beginning, you know, James Taylor showed up and, you know, right. that was absolutely insane, you know, seeing James Taylor on there. But what was oh the coach? Gosh, yeah. What was the coaching actually like as far as like the level of involvement with uh with uh JT and with Blake and, and and just talk to us a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah, when you're when you're there, uh, honest to God, I 
I um I think I took more away from the coaching when we were doing it remotely. Uh, but you know, because when you're there, there's just and, and and I'm not saying this as criticism, but everyone's doing their jobs, you know. Yeah. But when you're there, there's just people everywhere, you know. There's there's cameramen and there's PAs doing you know what, what whatever they're supposed to be doing at the time, and and then there's people who are in the production, sort of sitting off to the side and doing their thing. But you do you what they do is you just they schedule it out and and you show up and and when you show up you show up ready to roll and you do get some good good lifetime like quality time with your coach with james taylor with your coach at bb rex you know earlier in the season mm-hmm. uh you, you get some kind of like good quality time I'm, i wouldn't say we're in there for like two hours or anything but we're in there long enough that that you can you can sort of build on your relationship a little in that you just kind of talk to one another and yeah. it's not music musical at all and then then you do your song and, and your coach will tell you, you know, when, uh, like, like when I was doing any more and I was there with he and, he and uh, James Taylor, you know, I, I, I knew that like when I, when the note came out of my mouth, I knew that like Taji second guessed herself on the very first word, you know? And, uh, and sure enough, when it was all over, Blake was like, you were just a little bit shaky on the start, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but he's right, you know, but then when it went remote, man, it really we got to spend number one, a good bit more time in those coaching sessions. And then, uh, and then uh, of, of course, just, I guess by default, we got to spend a good bit more time just kind of talking and like sort of just chatting, you know, in those yeah. sessions. Oh, so we got exactly. to know each other. Yeah. And so I actually feel, I, again, I like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I would love to do it in person, but I like the remote coaching sessions. Cause yeah. it, even though, you know, there are people on the call, but like, to you, it's just him. It's just Blake Shelton and you, and you guys are doing your, your, you work on your song. You talk about whatever's going on in your life and all the different things. And, you know, so, um, I, I actually enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. It makes sense that, you know, you, all the, the, all those distractions would be, be gone, you know, and you have your family around you too. Right, and yeah. you, you know, You're you have that, that sense of comfort. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that helps. I, I tell everybody those are those are the pros and cons to doing it remotely. My family, the pros is my family, the cons is my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, it was, it, it got kind of nuts, and it, you know, because when you're here, like when when I'm here at home, just your physical presence alone causes everybody's mindset as it pertains to you to be different than it is when you're away and you're just unreachable as far as physically, you know, and so when you're here, all of the people still sort of pull on you that would normally pull on you. When I'm in California, they're like, well, there's no sense in pool. Todd, he's in California. He can't do anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that, that was kind of stressful, but, um, but it was, it all worked out good. I, I, I really do feel like, and it's easy for me to say once now that I know I won the show, but, but I really do feel like it worked out the way that it was supposed to work out. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's good, man. Yeah. Can we talk uh, a little bit of theology for a minute? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, sure. I got just a few more minutes if that's all right. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. No, so uh, I have a friend that's uh, that's kind of struggling with the church in the sense of actually the physical church. And, you know, I was having a conversation with this guy the other day, and we were kind of just talking about this struggle, you know, and, and, and this my friend was telling me, he's like, you know, he's like, I've ex- I feel like I've experienced, I've experienced God more so in, uh, privately than I do corporately as far as uh, as far as going in and you know worshiping at a church and 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 doing that so 
this guy's having a problem with uh, the corporate church. You know, he used to he worked for a Christian radio station and didn't really like what he felt over there. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who's struggling with that? Because you know, as we were having the conversation, I just I was talking to this guy and it's like, you know, this is what we're called to do. It's good to have your your quiet time and your personal relationship, you know. But corporately, we're supposed to come out and we're supposed to be part of the body in person. Right. What, what kind of advice would right. you give to somebody as a pastor who's struggling with that? Uh, you know, I would say first of all, um, it has always been my goal that you find you find Jesus first. So, like, seek seek God first and do that. But really, the, the second thing that I would probably say to somebody like that is, you may, for me at least, now I don't know if this is a blanket statement for everybody, but you may just have to change your perspective a little on the church because one one of the number one things as far as a perspective change that I think we might might help us as far as the the organized church goes is it might be good for us to realize that we're, it doesn't matter if it's pastor or the children's pastor or, you know, someone who's a, a lay person that maybe doesn't even volunteer and they're just sitting next to you on the, on the pewer in the chair. We have to realize that we're, we're all people and we all suck at a lot of things, you know? And so when, when we're at church, you're with a whole lot of other people. And cause the thing about it, people talk about getting hurt at church and that's true. And one of the, one of the most poignant things I think that has ever happened to me in my life is, a friend of mine who is a pastor was sharing with us one time, and he said that some people came to him and told him that some other people in the church had really offended them and hurt them, and that they were going to leave and they weren't going to come back. And uh, so he said, I looked across my desk at them and I said, have, have you considered forgiving them? You know? And he said that family looks right back at him and said that never crossed our minds. You know? And that's that's part of the – so that that, number one, and number two – I think it's really very important that we don't look at church proper, like our attendance at church and our uh, involvement with church as our connection with God. That to me, church is a, a different part of it. You know, like church is like, for me personally, church is where we go and we edify one another and we build up one another and we build relationships with one another, you know, and we have community, which we need because we cannot live as an island. It just cannot happen, you know? And so, um, that, that's what church is. Church, to me, it, one of the number one problems that we've had, one of the number one things I'm thankful about in all of this now with this virus is that we've moved away from this idea that our, our connection with God is like found at church, you know, that's not, you know, you know, our church is just something that's supposed to help us. I feel like with one another. Now I do help it. I do think it helps our relationship with God to worship corporately, but, uh, and I think, I think we're supposed to, but I don't like we, if we ever get to this place where, cause you know, I've had all kinds of people say to me, just pray for my husband. I really wish he would get in church. And I've said the same thing every time. Let's just pray that your husband gets to Jesus and then eventually to church, you know? Uh, and um and so and sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't you know but um that's just that's sort of my take on the whole I love church I do but but I do have a whole lot of understanding and grace for people because we're human carnal people who struggle going to church because because you know it depends on which way you look at it people are offensive people are hurtful people are hypocritical it's really political and so a lot of a lot of people do struggle with it and and you know, rightly so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Thank you for that. Hey, uh, one last yeah. question. We'll let you go. I uh, thank yeah. you so much again for your time. I know you're probably inundated with people asking stuff. Are, are, are you, are, are you gonna, do you think that people are going to consider you like a celebrity pastor now, like a Joel Olstein or something like that? <laughs> are you going to wear skinny jeans? Uh, 
<laughs> I hope not. I, but I gotta say, um, because my future is kind of uncertain right now, as far as like exactly the role in ministry that I'm going to be playing, uh, I'm, I'm sort of thinking that that there's a possibility that wouldn't even happen anyway. You know, so who knows? <laughs> well, you're very humble, Todd. And, you know, I'm glad we got to talk to you and, and now I can go back and watch you uh, on The Voice. It's on Hulu, right? Yeah, man. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all so much. I'm, I'm sorry I had to cut it off. No, uh, it's okay. We really man. appreciate your time. And, yeah. and hey, congratulations, man. I'll be praying for you and, and you and your family and just uh, really appreciate what you did on the show. So thank you very much. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. See Bye. you, Todd. Today's show is brought to you by overused words and phrases like game changer. Everything new is a game changer. No, it's not. It's just new. Give it a rest. Nice guy. What do you think? Yeah. Really? Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Jeez. Your phone just blows up constantly. Well, that's the life of a successful real estate agent. You need to get another. Uh, you need to get a burner phone for stuff like that. I need a bat phone? You need a bat phone. I do need a bat phone. Or just, you know what? Plug mine in next time. Nobody calls me. No, I don't need. I don't need. A, I don't need a bat phone. I don't need a bat phone. I don't think we could plug yours in. I don't think your phone would work. It, no. You have like an iPhone three or something. No, I got an iPhone eight. It works. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. No, it was that very nice. And uh, oh, yeah. we didn't get to have the sing off. All right, go ahead. I want to hear Amazing Grace right now. Your best. Well, I you was have- going to do. I can only imagine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can one. only imagine. And what we'll do is I will sync up his version with your version and we'll have people vote on who's his best. Okay. You you want music? Let's pull it up on your phone on Spotify and uh and uh let's let's get that go. Actually, you know what? Here I can do it this way for you. All right, you go ahead. You pull it up. Uh, my vocals aren't warmed up at all, so <clears throat> I'm going to make my mom cry. She's going to be listening to this and she's going to cry. You think? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <clears throat> Gosh. Ah. Uh, uh, Oh, oh my God. Ow, ow, ow. Okay. Sorry. Jeez, man. Here we go. Ready? I can only imagine what it'll be like when I walk by your side. Can only imagine what my eyes will see. I think I missed the. Oh wait, hold on. No, just keep going. You're going to the chorus. Surrounded by. No. Yes. Oh, it is. Yes. Glory. (laughs) Will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Oh, and all of you be still. You sound like a bad Bob Dylan like right now. Place now. I need to get to only the imagine. Hold on a second. That's all right. Here we go. I'm just gonna wait for that chorus to kick in. <clears throat> Here we go. I think my vocals are warmed up. I can only imagine when that day comes when I find myself standing in the sun. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in love you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Yeah, I fall. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, that's enough. We've had enough of that. <laughs> yeah, Thank you very much. You know, I yeah, got put on the spot, man, you know? so No, but you said you could sing better than he could. You did at the beginning of the podcast. Well, I am a comedian. <clears throat> you know, I am a, I'm an entertainer, Buck. Uh, I've done radio for many years. So what you're saying is you're really not a better singer than well, it all Pastor depends. Todd Tillman. Some people out there would probably think I am. No, I don't think anybody no, would think I that. No, I think there's a couple. No, I don't there's think... There's at least one. I don't think anybody would think that, There's ever. at least one person out there who would prefer to hear me sing... Your mom. God. Your mom doesn't count. <laughs> I don't think my mom would prefer that. Mom doesn't count. <laughs> that does not count. Listen, people used to request that I sing all the time, all right? Nobody's ever requested I, that. I'm very unique. Nobody has ever requested that, I'm ever. I'm very unique, and there's no one like me, so uh, you know what? I'm okay with that. If you don't like me, it's just like Todd said. Not everybody's going to like me. No, they're not. Yeah, and that's it, fine. That's fine. I think I'm going to actually put this clip on Facebook. This is going to be our teaser clip. I can only imagine. And we'll ask people to vote. <laughs> we'll give you a, a, a scale, like a number scale, like one to ten. You know I'll win just because I'm so bad. People will vote for me. They're not going to vote for you because you're bad. Yeah. No, they're not. You know they'll it, keep it real. Okay, Todd. Todd was Todd was good. He wasn't great. He was great. No, he wasn't. Obviously, he was because he won the Voice. Yeah, but I guess probably the other you the want other, another you the want another competitors probably weren't that good. You want to know the best part of him winning? Hmm. So the other two finalists, there was a kid named Thunderstorm. Oh my gosh, he's yeah, his name was Thunderstorm. He That's was good. Cool. And I can't remember the other girl's name, but she was actually also on Blake's team. So he had two people in the fi- in the in the top three. And uh, the look on her face when they announced Todd as the winner yeah. was amazing. Really? Because she, she thought she was going to win? <laughs> she was just deadpan. And it was like a slight fake smile where, you know, kind of like this. Oh, man. And she was clapping. Oh, geez. Like, she looked hold down, it together. She looked, I wish we had the camera on right oh, now. I wish God. we were on video so you could see my face because it was really that That's not the girl named Allegra? Who's no, that? Allegra. Allegra was a really good singer. Isn't Allegra, isn't that a medication? It is. It's an allergy medication. Oh, my gosh. What the hell? Yeah, I would pull her stuff up and let you listen to it, but I don't want her podcast to get kicked off of uh, iTunes or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. What are you doing today? You got any plans? Today's Friday. Big Friday. Uh, you know what? It's just another day. I'm going to go home and rest because I feel like I feel like crap. Should we release this episode today? Well, yeah. Okay. I think so. We'll have a double today. I think so. Two a days. Um, that question you asked Todd at the end, though, about uh, my, you know, your friend struggling, you know. Should we talk about my friend? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, Buck was talking about me when, when uh, you asked that question. I, and I appreciated that you asked that question. Well, I mean, you know, he is a pastor. Yeah. He's a trained pastor. And, and uh, you know, those, those are the people you need to talk to when you have stuff like this going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, just to follow up with that, because I, I don't know how much time do we have left on this podcast. We're fine. Are we're we good? fine. Yeah. Because um, we were having a conversation about this yesterday in the car. Yeah. And I asked you, like, what the deal was, yeah, keep, where you at. Well, Buck keeps inviting me to his church, and I don't want to go to church. I, I'm at a place right now in my life where I literally don't like church, and I don't want anything to do with a church building. But you're basing this on, well, okay, before we get into that. Mm-hmm. What did you think about his advice when somebody is struggling with that and when he asked those people that question, have you ever considered forgiving those people? Where are you at with that? With because That has nothing to do with where I'm at. That Well, kind of it does. Not really. It, no. it kind of does. Kind of, but not really. 
No, because I do forgive those people. I absolutely forgive those people. The, the, the problem is, is I, I've grown up in the church since I was a baby, yeah. you know, and uh, I've had a relationship with, with God since I was, I can remember since I was five, I gave my life to Christ. So going through different churches, being hurt so many times, I know exactly what church and what people, especially Christians are like. Christians suck. Yeah, I mean, terrible I suck. people. I suck as a person at times. I get it. They can't not all people, not all Christians are, but I've told people this throughout my walk, throughout the years in my life that you're going to get hurt. You come to church, you're going to get hurt because people we're just, we're not perfect. Yeah. We're selfish. But people expect if you, if you have the, if you claim to be a Christian, they expect you to be a perfect person. Right. And it, which I'm far, right. Far from, I mean, I cuss like a sailor and yeah. Yeah. It, so that still so where I'm at in my walk with God in the church right now has nothing to do with with people. It really doesn't. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that the way I was treated when I was at Calvary, um, you know, how, how I was fired it has nothing to do with that. It has it has my outlook on the church as a building is really I'm having a hard time with it. And Todd, I think, nailed it because he was. He was talking so about basically he said you don't know Jesus. No, he didn't. He did not say that. No, he, he. I loved what he said that this virus has really put things um, in perspective as far as we don't need a church building. You know, like we've been able to do church. I, I heard Todd Cook say this the other day on one of his videos on Facebook. Uh, you know about the church. You know, not opening up. This was a few weeks back. Um, or if the church was going to open up, it's like, hey, we've always been open. This virus hasn't shut the church down. Yeah. Lives are still getting saved. Sure. We're still donating thousands and thousands of canned goods and doing a, just amazing work around the city. So the church has never been shut down. Right. Um, and I, that's what I got from Todd is like, I think a lot of people, they get kind of stuck into that. It's like church almost becomes like a like a club. Don't you feel you know? like though? So like one of the things that I've been struggling with lately is, and, and I mean, this is kind of a deep theological, you know, thing that I'm kind of struggling with, but it's like, and it's probably because I'm a little bit older than you, you know, I'm like nine eight, years, eight, older. eight years older, nine years Not older. About nine. Yeah. I think it's eight. <laughs> I'm 40. I'm okay. 48. You said you're 49 earlier. I'm 48. I'll be 49 in July. All right. All right. All right. But one of the things that I'm thinking about that could be like applicable to you is like, you know, one of the, the thoughts that I've been, it's been rattling around in my head is like, I want to finish the race strong, mm -hmm. you know, and how do I do that? Do I do that on my own or is it, do I have to be a part of the body to do that? Is there like a, a ministry that I need to be a part of? Like, how do I finish the race strong? Yeah. And that's kind of what... I've been thinking about is like, I really do want to finish the race strong because the Bible talks about that. You know, it talks about, you know, you run the race and, right. and I want to finish strong and I don't feel like I'm doing that. Do you, do you kind of, do you relate to that at all? Yes. And, uh, and understand what I'm talking about? Absolutely. I've been in that, that spot, you know, in my twenties, you know, we do, we've done the show, the, uh, the radio show together for a lot of years throughout my twenties. Yeah. 
And, you know, I was like, I was very involved with the church and I wore the Christian t-shirt and I... I don't wear the Christian t-shirts. I used to pray those prayers of God, whatever it takes, because I I grew up in a small town. Nothing bad ever really happened to me, you know? And so, of course, I was just praising Jesus because my life was very blessed, you know? My parents still together. I've, I've never really had anything bad happen to me growing up as a kid. You know, the worst thing that happened to me was my grandpa dying. Yeah, you know? and, I remember that. And so I was always praying those those big prayers of God, whatever it takes to be closer to you and to finish the race strong. And then when my life really got turned upside down, you know, about, you know, 2012, that's when life just kind of was like, okay, all right, now what? Okay, all right. Are you one of those people that recedes from from God or, or draws closer when you, because I'm that dude that's like, when things get hard, that's when I'll, I'll find myself drawing near to God. No, I think I was definitely, uh, um, drawn near, near to God throughout the years of before, before. Yeah. I think before and even, you know, after, you know, the shit hit the fan of my life, you know? Um, I think as I've, gotten older and i've you know you just kind of you just walk through life and you learn new things and you uh experience different things um for me personally i feel like i'm at that place where because i worked at a church and saw how a church is run and i know they're all different they all run different right but because of my experience from how i grew up in the past and the other churches that i've been involved with I have never felt close to God at the church building. And that's a weird thing, right? Because I feel like when you go to a church building and you worship God, you see all these people with their hands raised and they're crying and they're having this emotional experience. And I've always sat there throughout the years going, I don't get this at all because the worship music, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't feel like like that's... Why does it have to be that song? You know, like, why does it have to sound like that? Why do they all have to sound the same? You know, I don't feel connected to God through that worship song. And I know that's that's kind of a selfish thing. But like when I listen to a secular song, I feel closer to God through that because that's a real experience from somebody. And I can hear God through through a non-Christian song. You know what I'm saying? Because that's real life. And so I just, you know, and hearing hearing about the Christian industry and how it's run and then just how, you know, Christian radio, it's, to me, it just seems so fake and just cheesy and dumb. And why are the movies in the, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I think they need to stop making Christian movies. Yeah. I mean, does that, how, how many films can Kurt Cameron be right, and for real? How does that glorify God? I don't understand it. You know, you know, uh, uh, when we were talking to Todd, he said something earlier, and and this is kind of the way that I I believe I live my Christian life. You know, I I never back down from you know I that that's one thing I always pray about is like Lord, just let me be strong, and never let me like be ashamed or deny you or or I mean you know that that's just that's just my prayer because the world is hostile towards Christian people. You know, I mean, let's face it. And if I have to get persecuted, I have to get persecuted, whatever. If you unsubscribe to this podcast because I'm a Christian dude, then you do. But but I always kind of approach it as kind of like the way that he said it is, is uh, if you just love people 
and you show them the love of the love of Christ through you, you know, you don't have to sit there and beat them over the head with the Bible and give them a sermon and talk about, you know, uh, you know, shove Bible verses down their voices. They're going to see the difference in you. Yeah. And like, you know, as far as like, for instance, my brother and his boyfriend, uh, we were, uh, they were over here at the house visiting us and, um, you know, we were talking one night, we were sitting up there, we went out and had dinner and we're having a conversation afterwards. And, you know, he started talking about, uh, uh my brother's boyfriend started talking about, um, evangelical Christians. And I just looked at him. And I was like, well, you know, I was like, we're evangelical Christians. And he's like, yeah, he's like, but you guys are different. Yeah. There's something different about you. And, and I think that that's a, that's a good place to be in because, you know, when you look at uh, like the ministry of Jesus, you know, it's like he's hanging out with tax collectors and prostitutes and, you know, and he's just loving them. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's the big thing that Christian people uh, get wrong as far as the way that they represent. You know, um, I remember a dude telling me he went to church at Calvary and he was walking up and, and uh, he had a, he was smoking a cigarette as he was walking in and he put it out and, and somebody just started giving him like a huge ration of shit because yeah. he was smoking. And it's like, that's, that's the kind of, unfortunately, that's the type of Christianity. That's like the stereotypical, like, you know, you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't cuss. And it's like, man, I don't see that in the Bible anywhere. Right. You know, I, I don't see where it says that. And I don't see that that's how we're supposed to behave because as Christian people, we're called to love. Right. First and foremost, we're called to love. And if we and I'm can, with you with, if, I'm, if I'm we right can, there with you. if we can get that right, then I believe that people can see um, the love of, of 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 Jesus through us. And don't get me wrong; I know that churches they serve a purpose, and without churches, I think our city would look awful. I think the churches do so many amazing things. They serve the community, the homeless, you know, the people that that did. Yeah, I mean, when you're going through depression and you, you're, you're dealing with suicide, you're, um, you're, you just got divorced, the church is there sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's not. Sometimes it is. But if it wasn't there, holy cow, man, what would our city really look like? You know? Oh, yeah. It'd be awful. And so to see people's lives changed because of church, I, I, I love that part of it. I really do. Well, it's like, it's like me, for instance. You know, you look at the person that I was. Yeah. BC, you know, and the person I am now, it's like, you're probably the closest person to me who could actually speak to the man I was versus the man I am yeah, today. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's different, you know? Yeah. That it's, it's a, it's a complete 180. Um, and so that's, that to me shows and why I still believe in a creator in God. And I still have a relationship with Jesus I just am walking in my walk right now. I'm having that hard time with the building, the church itself. And, you know, how, you know, seeing how it's everybody just wants to cut. It's like a church finds out that this church over here is doing the satellite thing and it's like working. So let's let's take that and do that. It It just seems like it's so formulaic and it's. You know, because it's working, we got to do it this way. And and I'm not saying all churches are like this, but I'm just saying it feels like it's turned into what it is because this worked over here and we're going to copycat it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the way morning shows are in a way. Yeah. 
you look at a successful morning show and then you see other shows starting to copy that morning show because it's uh, we you know we tried the sex thing when we first started you know doing uh yeah. radio the Howard Stern stuff cuz yeah. we thought that that would work and uh so i guess sometimes i i wonder it's like why can't i think we're mi- we miss out on a lot of what god wants to do through us you know like steve o said it the best you know i got a few things from steve o working with that with with him over the years and one of the big things that sticks out in my mind is is the fact that god's a creator you know he create he he created us and he wants to continue for us to create and to sit there and copy like why does a christian song have to ha- have you know you have to say jesus four times in that christian song you know and they all sound the same and all these movies have they have to be so the same and it's like that's not god yeah. That's a creator. Go out and just be you and use the abilities that God gave you and uh, see what happens. Yeah. You know, kind of like what Todd is doing. You know, I love his attitude. He's like, I don't really know what's going on, I, but I'm just going to kind of go down this road and, you know, and let God lead. See what happens. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's using his abilities, those gifts that God gave him. And I think that's where we each of us need to be is we need to find that purpose and we have to go for it no matter what it is. Deeper you know? thoughts with Dex. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Don't worry about my salvation, bro. I'm not worried about your salvation. I just like My theology is different now. It's just but I think it's just always going to change, you it's know? Jacked. Your no, theology is jacked. I don't jacked. know if it's jacked. I think it's, it's one of those a little bit it, No, it's a little bit jacked because But hold what, on, hold on. I think I think where I'm at is at a place where And I'm not judging you. No, don't. I, don't th- I don't think you are at yeah. all. I'm just saying I'm at a place right now where I just don't know. I don't know if I'll ever be at a place where I can say a hundred percent that like, like, I don't, I don't know if the Bible's a hundred percent true. I don't know. I still doubt that there is God. I still doubt all these things. I want to believe it, but I think it's normal to doubt those things and to work through those things and to ask questions and to see God every day. I, I, I cry out to God and say, okay, God, where are you? Show me. Yeah. Some days I don't see anything, and some days I I can see him in things, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. Mm. That makes sense. All right. Well, on we that note. Are we out of here? Yeah, we, we got to. I got to go to the bathroom. I've actually got to go show some houses. Can I use your toilet? No, you cannot. Damn it. No. There's there should be like a standing rule when you go to visit somebody's house. No number twos in their house. Yeah, I feel like, you know, I mean I'm Uncle Dex. My wife is here. Dang it. (laughs) All right. I won't sneak up the house because I'll sneak up the house. Yeah. You can't do you you can't deuce in the house well well when my wife's here. Yeah, I'll I'll like I would never do that to you. Well, yeah, I'd let you. Because then, you know, your significant other would be like can you believe what he did? <laughs> he went in and blew up the bathroom. Yeah, no, I'd respect that. Yeah, no green apple splatters in my commode, please. All right, hey, guys, thanks for listening so much. Uh, hey, share this. Share this, tell your friends, go to Instagram, Facebook, all that, follow us. Yeah, I'm sure like 100 people unsubscribed because of all the Jesus words we used today. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. No, hopefully we, uh, I hope. I, I, I hope I, not. Well, I know that so many people relate to what you're saying. And I know a lot of people relate to what I'm Absolutely, saying as yeah. well, you know? And, yeah. And so you hit us up and message us personally if you want, and we'll talk about it. If you want us to help you with anything, we're always here, there for you. That's That's what we do. Yeah. I have an idea for a show. I want to do another video show. So you can be wherever 
but uh, just make sure you have good internet and your microphone. Right. But um, I want to set up our stream yard and have just like put the invitation out on social media and just let random people hop in. I was going to actually ask because I saw somebody else do that. Really? I was like, that's a great idea. We're totally going to do that. All right, good. And then anybody can join us. Yeah, anybody can hop in and out. You know, you get 30 seconds yep. and then we kick you out or a minute or whatever. And we'll just yeah. have a random. You guys can come on and ask us questions. And, totally. And join us for the podcast. Yeah, I love it. All right, we'll do that next. All right. All right. All right, you guys have a good day. Bye. Today's show is sponsored by Throwback Thursday. Remember when you could go out drinking on a Thursday and still make it to work on Friday? Oh, yeah. Those were the days. Oh, hand me the Tylenol. That's all we got. There ain't no more. Time is tight. It's the end of the show.